since the 1800s, German settlers have been immigrating to the greater Cincinnati area, bringing their rich culture with them. From music to food and even many of our churches, you can still see the influence of our German heritage today. So in honor of Oktoberfest this month, we're going to take a look at just how much of our daily lives here in Coleraine Township is influenced by our German ancestors. I'm Helen, the communications specialist here at the township. This month, we are hoisting a beer stein and toasting to our German roots. And to help me do that, I have Bernd Rau here with me. Thanks so much for coming down. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So, Bernie, tell us a little bit about your background, especially in the German community here in Cincinnati. Okay, I'm the uh, second vice president at uh, Germania Society. Uh, I'm a former president at uh, seven, several positions uh, in the uh, society since uh, the late uh, 1990s. And as people can hear, you are from Germany. Right, right. I came in to this country in 1970, and uh, I was 19 years old at the time. I worked for a German company out of uh, the uh, Chicago office. Uh, before I came to the Cincinnati area in 1972. I'm uh, in uh, Ohio since 1975. Let's see, in 1976, uh, I married a lovely girl from uh, Lafayette, Ohio. And uh, so we soon will have our 50th wedding anniversary. In 1977, since uh, I had to do a lot of traveling with my job, I quit the uh, the German uh, uh, company and we started our own business in the same field. And uh, But my old German company is our major supplier still today. So in uh, 1987, we joined the Germania Society. And in uh, 20... 22, I finally became a U.S. citizen. So it, it took me over 50 years in this country. Well, congratulations. So, I'm, uh, glad I, I always felt like an American, but uh, I'm glad I finally uh, went through with it. Made it official. It made it official, right. So tell us a little bit about the Germania Society for people who might not know what it is. The uh, uh, Germania Society is on uh, West Kemper Road in, in Colerain Township. It's probably best known for the uh, Oktoberfest and the, uh, the Christkindlmarkt. Those are the two largest uh, activities. There are other activities like the, uh, the Fall Works March, which is coming up soon, and there's another one in the spring. Uh, we have uh, wine tasting and a lot of other uh, fun activities that, that are open for the public. The societies uh, usually put on the uh, uh, the German uh, uh, events, uh, and uh, you can meet uh, other German uh, people there that come directly uh, from uh, from Germany, uh, in, including uh, visitors. And uh, uh, we have. Uh, uh, a German school uh, that they are starting, I think, uh, 
a week from uh, Saturday, uh, and it's at the uh, German Language School of the Cincinnati School District, Fair Fairview German Language uh, School. Uh, they hold the, uh, the school there on Saturdays from 10 to 12.30. And there's even some uh, online schooling available during the, uh, the week. So uh, you just have to look at the, uh, the website and uh, find the, uh, the German, web, uh, German school website and uh, get information uh, that way. My uh, uh, kids uh, uh, went to uh, school. I think my youngest was uh, four years old when when he started there. And then by the time uh, they got into high school, uh, they knew a lot more. And when the, ma uh, the teacher made a mistake, they would tell me about it. Oh, my goodness. So they, they were experts by the time they were? Right. Oh, right. my gosh. That must be neat, too, to have that connection with them. It's almost like a secret language being able to speak German at home. Right, right. Yeah, it's it's always, uh, unfortunately, I've never spoke German at home. Uh, and I used to have problems switching between English and, and German. And uh, uh, today, can ich sofort Deutsch sprechen? So I can speak German right uh, in the middle of a sentence. So it doesn't matter anymore. But it, it took me some time before I could get there. I know in a lot of European countries, they start to teach English at a young age. Is that something that you had as well growing up in Germany? Well, I was uh, smart enough that I knew that English uh, at one point would be uh, important. However, I flunked it every year I had it, and uh, it, uh, it helped me tremendous, uh, even so uh, I wasn't... Uh, uh, very good at it in 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 school. Uh, the uh, the grammar, the uh, spelling, uh, especially, uh, uh, helped me tremendously. And then uh, uh, speaking came uh, by itself. And uh, I, I never will lose my German accent, of course. Uh, it's almost like a badge of pride at this point, though. Why would you want to lose it? it uh, <laughs> you carry your your family history with you in your right, accent. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of heritage, why do you feel like so many uh, German immigrants settled in Cincinnati in particular? In, uh, a lot of Germans came in uh, the uh, 1830s, uh, uh, and, and some of them had relatives in this area, and so they just got more of their relatives uh, down the river. Uh, they, they were floating down the river. It was a, a one-way one situation uh, they uh, usually didn't uh, go up up river because it was too treacherous uh, to do that and then in uh, uh, 1848 there was a big uh, revolution in uh, Germany and a lot uh, of the, the people on the losing side they came to the United States so at, at that point there was a big influence of uh, of German uh, in into the United States, and you don't have to be of German heritage to join Germania, right? Right, we have uh, many uh, nationalities in uh, in our club. Uh, they just like the uh, uh, the German uh, uh, influence, and it uh, is is fun also having somebody from other countries. 
Absolutely. And Germania is not the only uh, German club here in Coring Township, right? Right. Uh, we have uh, we have uh, Donau Schwaben. Uh, that's not too far from uh, from here. The uh, Donau Schwaben Society was uh, formed in uh, in the nineteen uh, fifties. Donau Schwaben members are mostly members from the uh, Danube uh, River region, and they did. Uh, emigrate from Germany into other countries to de to develop uh, agriculture in those uh, countries. And uh, uh, they they stayed there and kept their German uh, heritage. Then uh, um, most of them were displaced after the Second World War. Then uh, coming through uh, Germany, most of them ended up in the United States. And the, uh, the Donauschwaben Society is one of uh, many uh, Donauschwaben societies in the United States. That's wonderful. So uh, also uh, an, another uh, organization is the uh, Catholic Society of uh, Kolping. Uh, they were formed in the early 1900s, uh, but their history, especially with the Schützenfest, uh, which they are uh, well known for, uh, going back to the, uh, I think, the 1860s. And I believe it's the, uh, the oldest Schützenfest in the uh, United States, if not the oldest festival in the, in the United States. That's fantastic. So, Tell us a little bit about that festival. What does it include? Uh, Schützenfest, uh, the, uh, the uh, tradition of uh, uh, Schützenfest uh, uh, started when uh, a hunter did uh, kill an uh, eagle that uh, always uh, harassed uh, the population of a small town. Then uh, he was the, uh, the king of the Schützen uh, at, at that time. And uh, Schützenfest uh, is celebrated uh, because of uh, of that. It uh, I, I recently uh, went to my hometown in uh, in Germany and uh, participated uh, in the as uh, a big parade uh, through the town. Actually, I'm the as uh, a Schützenkönig of uh, Germania Society, which was a total surprise for me. But uh, it it was an honor of going as uh, Schützenkönig or the king uh, to my hometown in, in Germany. Very proud moment, it sounds yes. like. We talked about it a little bit, but what are what are some influences of German culture that you see here in Cincinnati? We know the food is a big one. The food, of course, the, uh, the beer. Cincinnati was known for, uh, the, in, in the early days, for all the, uh, the German breweries uh, that uh, were here and uh, they uh, all virtually disappeared during the prohibition, but uh, right now there are over 50 microbreweries uh, in this area. Uh, some of them won, won uh, with their best beers uh, in in the United States, if not the as a world. So. Wow. And some of those German beers are Hefeweizens. My preference Marzins. is uh, Pilsner or uh, Lager beer, but. Uh, mm -hmm. There are many other beers, the, uh, the Märzen, the uh, Oktoberfest beers, the, uh, the Dunkel, uh, the, the really uh, dark beers, uh, and, uh, and also uh, uh, Schwarz beer. There's all kinds of, uh, of different flavored beers out there now. That's fantastic. You mentioned Oktoberfest. 
So that just happened this month. Right. We had the uh, uh, Oktoberfest at uh, Germania Society. We had uh, dozens of uh, different beers on tap. We had the, uh, the brats and mats from Russlers and Oktoberfest uh, chicken grilled over a, a real charcoal pit. We had uh, rides for the kids, pastries from Savatis, Limburger cheese, uh, sandwiches, the music and the dancing for the whole weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Why Why do you think Oktoberfest is such a huge deal, especially in Cincinnati? Okay, the uh, Oktoberfest was, uh, at, actually it's the wedding anniversary of uh, Prince Ludwig the uh, First and Princess in, uh, Theresa from... Uh, Sachsen Hildburghausen uh, is the title. So uh, they got married in uh, 1810, I believe, in in Bavaria. And Prince uh, Ludwig, uh, always uh, with his wife, had their wen- uh, wedding anniversary in October. However, the uh, Weather didn't cooperate in October. It was uh, cold and snowy at times. So he started uh, the uh, the big wedding anniversary in uh, the middle of September, and that uh, always lasted into the first uh, weekend in October. Mm-hmm. So Germania Society went a step further, uh, weather-wise, and we have our Oktoberfest uh, at the end of August. Because when you're the king, you can make the rules, right? Right. <laughs> and there's other Germania, or other Oktoberfests happening around Cincinnati is, as well, yeah, right? Uh, uh, Dona Schwaben will have the uh, uh, Oktoberfest the uh, first weekend in uh, October. So they, they do it right to, to a certain extent. <laughs> uh, there uh, was last weekend, there was an Oktoberfest in... Uh, Covington, Kentucky, and uh, I think Newport will have one too. Lebanon will have one. I think Springfield, Ohio has one this weekend. There are uh, Oktoberfest at uh, different churches. Germania, uh, last year we had our 50th uh, Oktoberfest, uh, and it uh, was one of the first uh, Oktoberfests uh, in the uh, Cincinnati area. Did you do anything special for the 50th? Uh, we we tried to, but with uh, COVID going on, it was uh, very uh, complicated. We uh, actually postponed it uh, by one year, but it it with with COVID, it it wasn't really the same. So, uh, and uh, we are still trying to get the uh, grips on it after after COVID. Everything is different. That makes sense. I've heard multiple times that Cincinnati Oktoberfests are the second largest celebration of the holiday outside yeah. of Germany. Yeah, Cincinnati uh, has uh, the uh, Oktoberfest uh, this coming weekend, and uh, it is the, uh, the largest uh, Oktoberfest outside of uh, Munich. Then coming back, all the Oktoberfest that we had for decades in the United States, the, uh, the Germans uh, are catching up, and uh, all the small towns for the last uh, 10 or 15 years, uh, putting on their own Oktoberfest now. Uh, so that's uh, 
that's something relatively new that I never knew when I lived in Germany. So the only Oktoberfest there was was the one in, in Munich. So, Why do you think the holidays caught on so much here in Cincinnati in particular? Uh, because Cincinnati is a, a beer and food town and uh, uh, everybody likes to see the brats and mats that, uh, that go with it. Also, uh, Cincinnati has a lot of uh, German uh, bands uh, and uh, the, the dancing goes uh, with the bands. Mm-hmm. And it's a different kind of music, right? It's not like it, your typical it, line dance, square dance mm, sort no, of? it's the yeah, a polka type uh, uh, music, but uh, a, a lot of bands also play some, uh, some current uh, music too. Are there things here in Ohio that remind you of when you lived in Germany? Well, Cincinnati, if, if you drive uh, through Cincinnati, you find a lot of churches with uh, uh, German uh, inscriptions in it that were built by uh, German immigrants. And uh, even downtown today, uh, you still find some buildings uh, with uh, some German writing uh, on there. So they uh, they survived from the beginning of the uh, century of, of, uh, of the 1900s. So in uh, late 1800s, still today, a lot of people bring me uh, birth certificates from Cincinnati that were written in the uh, 1800s and early 1900s uh, that were written in, in German and even in the old German script that is uh, very difficult to, to read. So uh, till the first uh, uh, World War, a lot of records were kept at, uh, in Cincinnati in, in German. I had no idea. That's really cool. So yeah. tell us a little bit about Chris oh, Kindlemark. Uh, Chris Kindlemark is, uh, uh, we started that almost 20 years ago. I believe next year is our 25th uh, anniversary. We have uh, a lot of German uh, Christmas items, uh, and I personally sell uh, cuckoo clocks and uh, advent calendars uh, at uh, at a booth uh, at uh, Chris Kindlemarkt. Uh, we have uh, Biersteins. Uh, we have uh, uh, different merchandise from from Germany. Uh, we even have uh, toys. Uh, that uh, wooden wooden toys that are made uh, in Germany. We have uh, ornaments uh, and of course uh, some uh, entertaining entertainment and also uh, uh, food. He has a, a brats and mats and uh, sauerkraut balls. A lot of uh, we have uh, Saint Nick and Santa Claus. It's a fun uh, festival for the whole family and it it's the uh, the first week and in uh, November. I've been to the the market before, and I love the candles where it has the fans that go around oh, that the, are pushed by heat. Yeah, the, the pyramids. Yeah, those are so it's, incredible. Uh, uh, yeah, we got uh, several hundred of those uh, in a shipment last weekend, and we took uh, inventory with the. Uh, the dozens of uh, cuckoo clocks uh, that came in and uh, and all the uh, advent calendars and uh, uh, we have most of the merchandise in already 
and but uh, there's there's some shipments on the way from uh, Germany directly from Germany. What makes a German cuckoo clock different than one that say your mom or your grandmother had in her kitchen? Uh, well, the uh, cuckoo clock is made in the uh, the Black Forest uh, of Germany, and uh, they're uh, hand carved and usually assembled in uh, in a small uh, assembly plant. Wow. But they're very intricate, right? There's a lot of details right. yeah. to it. It's not yeah. just, you know, Felix the cat on yeah, the wall. <laughs> we have uh, the mechanical uh, one-day clock uh, that you need to rewind on a, on a daily basis. Uh, they, they started about $120 and to about $600. And see, uh, the eight-day clocks... Uh, started about $350 and uh, the sky is a, a limit. I think the most expensive one we have right now is uh, $1,800. Uh, but in the past we had some four, five, six thousand dollars $6,000. And we oh even goodness. had a grandfather cuckoo clock for about $12,000. So uh, wow. uh, they come in all different uh, price ranges. And then the uh, the battery-powered ones, uh, they start at $50 and also might go up to five, $600, depending how uh, involved they are, that makes how sense. integrate they are. What is your favorite part about seeing the German heritage in Cincinnati? Do you like that we have, you know, the music that you can get readily available here? Do you like seeing the churches? Do you like hearing the stories about the different families? What's your favorite part? I think the most favorite part is uh, how amazed uh, other people are when they find out uh, how German Cincinnati is. If uh, if we get visitors uh, in from uh, out of the area or out of the country even, uh, or even from Germany, uh, uh, people are really amazed uh, with the German influence in, in, in Cincinnati. So why do you feel like it's important to keep the German traditions alive here generations later? The, the tra tradition is always uh, Im important, uh, of course, to, uh, to, to keep a language alive, to keep customs uh, alive. And if uh, you like more information, there is a, a, a German uh, Heritage Museum in uh, Green Township uh, on West Fork Road uh, that is uh, open through the uh, summer month uh, on most Sundays. So, however, if there is a large German activity, a, a large German festival going on, the uh, museum will not open. But uh, at the, uh, the museum, you can uh, uh, learn a lot more about the, uh, the German uh, influence in, in Cincinnati. I like that. And if people want to get more information about Germania or if they want to join, how can they get in touch with you? The uh, easiest way is uh, uh, germaniasociety.com, uh, a website. Uh, uh, we are still uh, building uh, on it, but uh, I think you even can uh, fill out an uh, application on the uh, website and uh, turn it uh, in that way. Otherwise, uh, Germania Society has a uh, membership meeting mostly the first Friday of the month. So uh, you can uh, 
join as a, as a guest and see what it's all about and get some information that way. Uh, there is the, uh, the first weekend in uh, May is the, uh, the German uh, Day celebration put on by the uh, German American Citizens League. Uh, and on Saturday, there is an activity at Findlay Market. And on Sunday, there is uh, activity at the, uh, the Hofbräu House in uh, Kentucky. Uh, and uh, other than uh, uh, that, uh, we also have, uh, and it, it's most of the time, it's the, uh, the first uh, Tuesday of the month, it's a Kulturstammtisch at the uh, Germania uh, Society and usually uh, a dozen people uh, show up and we usually talk about something in in Germany or uh, German in, in this area. I like that. What are some topics that you've brought up in the past? What have been some of the recent ones? One uh, thing that always comes up is uh, travel in, in Germany, uh, the, uh, uh, the Oktoberfest in, uh, in Munich. A lot of uh, Americans have uh, visited the Oktoberfest in uh, Munich, mm. and that that's always a big uh, topic. Uh, but the other one is uh, is travel, and how you get around by train or drive uh, the uh, the one hundred twenty miles an hour on the autobahn in in Germany or one hundred fifty miles an hour. The Audubon always seems to be a, a point of interest, especially for Americans, too. Where it's right. like, I can go as fast as I want. <laughs> but really, people don't really go that fast on the Audubon, typically. No, yeah, uh, many of times uh, there are speed limits uh, on the Audubon because of the uh, uh, terrain or because of uh, construction. And, and, and some da- uh, areas are, are dangerous when it's... Uh, uh, rainy and slippery and uh, so uh, they and uh, in, in, in many areas the uh, speed limits uh, varies depending on the, uh, the weather condition or the road conditions. So go during the summer if you want to go fast is what you're saying. Right, right. <laughs> yes, yes. Do you have a, a favorite dish that you make from something that you remember in Germany? I mean, Spätzle is very common. Right. Uh, my specialty is uh, a chicken fricassee, uh, which is a, a stew made from uh, chicken stock and uh, uh, vegetables. And I, I prefer uh, uh, carrots and a little bit of uh, uh, celery. Then uh, I Personally, use uh, boneless uh, chicken thighs and uh, cut them uh, small uh, in, into small pieces. Then, uh, just before the uh, this tour is done, I'll uh, I put the uh, uh, chicken in there. Then add some uh, heavy cream uh, for flavoring, and sometimes I. Uh, at uh, capers uh, to it for for taste, mm-hmm. so there are different uh, uh, different recipes available. Whatever you you like. Uh, We're having so, dinner at Bernie's tonight. And, <laughs> and another uh, specialty of mine is the uh, breaded uh, schnitzel and uh, German fries, uh, and uh, I usually chop up uh, uh, bacon 
uh, fry it in the pan, then uh, add the uh, uh, onions to it, and then the, uh, the sliced uh, potatoes on, on top of it, and then spices up. And once the uh, potatoes are done, that's a good good meal by itself. If if you're interested, there is a at, at uh, your next trip to Germania Society, there is a cookbook available for uh, for purchase uh, with uh, everybody's uh, secret recipes. Mm -hmm. And you also find the recipe in there for the uh, uh, sauerkraut balls. Ooh, that that's worth it on its own. That's right, because those are delicious. Well, Bernie, thank you so much for talking to us today. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you for having me, Helen. Thank you for listening to this episode of Hey Coleraine. New episodes will be available each month, so make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you get your podcasts on. And hey, we're social. Like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter and Instagram. You can also learn more about what's going on in our community by visiting our website, coleraine.org. On behalf of us here in the Chlorine Township Administration, I'm Helen, and thanks for listening to Hey Coleraine.